All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host in Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook. Go check it out. There's a link in the episode description. Uh, go check it out. Help us out over here on Dudes Talking Sports. But Tanner, great to be here with you. How are you doing, man? Uh, could definitely be doing better. I feel like the Bucks loss. Yes, the Bucks lost. I'm out here in Buffalo. The Bills lost. It's just been raining all week. You know, the vibes aren't exactly great. Now it's the week after a loss on Sunday. Those are never great. Bounce back though has you looking forward to next Sunday even more, right? Looking to bounce back, do it over, do it even better. Either either way though, Tanner, I can't relate because my Dallas Cowboys are fresh off of a win. Yes. It was just a, a week three Monday night win over the, the sorry Giants, if you want to say that, sure. But I want to tell Cowboy fans out there why there still are reasons. Again, we're not going to go over the moon and say the Dallas Cowboys are back, but there are some reasons to be happy and positive. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan today, I'll tell you what those are. Uh, like Tanner said, the Bucks loss against the Packers. He'll tell you whether or not he's worried about his Tampa Bay Buccaneers at this point in the season. Uh, tell us also what's going on with that team. And the Jaguars, Tanner, a team, not not a franchise we talk about too often, I would say, right? Not, I think we've talked about the, the, fran- the Jaguars a couple of times, maybe here on the yeah, it's never been It's never been in a good way. Yeah, it's like, you know, first overall pick. Or, you know, they lost another game. They lost, you know, this many straight games. Whatever the case may be. Uh, yeah, never really in a positive way. But his things coach change. Is getting, his coach is getting caught putting things where they're not supposed to be. To say the very least in a very <laughs> – in the nicest way to possibly say it, sure. Uh, but either way, we'll talk about the Jaguars. There are some positives to look at. They're 2-1. and one. Are we surprised by Jacksonville's hot start? Uh, also, Miami, they just took down what is or what has been called, you know, easily the best team in the AFC, the best team in the NFL. You know, they're almost getting crowned Super Bowl champs, you know, this early in the season, even by people like me. That's how high we are on this team. But Miami took them down. Are they now the best team in the AFC? Because they're the all, also the only left undefeated team. We'll break that down and wrap up the first half. Then Tanner, second half of the show, someone did pretty good last week someone yeah we're gonna be doing picks of the week in the second <laughs> half where we pick an over under favorite and underdog casey did do pretty good last week at three and one pretty good we'll see if he can make that two weeks in a row in the yes, second he half. will yes he will and then to wrap up the show the nba had their media day today lots of stories coming out of there Casey's going to update us on some of those big stories coming out. I know it's just media day. Some people might just be saying, Casey, it's just media day. Uh, It's not just media day. Stick around to the very end of the show. Some stuff actually happened. And like I told Tanner earlier, this is some stuff worth discussing. So stick around to the very end of the show to hear about the NBA's media day. But Tanner, let's start as you love to discuss, with America's team. Okay, let's start with the Dallas Cowboys, of course. They beat a divisional rival, the Giants, 23-16. to A lot of fans getting excited about this win without their starting guy in Dak Prescott, rightfully so. Let's start things off with you, the more uh, neutral, I would say, opinion when discussing the Cowboys on the show. I'm either one way or the other, it seems like. How are you feeling on Dallas 2-1 and one after beating the Giants on Monday night? I think the Giants win was to be expected. I think anyone that knows football kind of figured that. We thought they were going to win. The Cowboys were going to win this game. Yes, the Giants were undefeated. They were 2-0 and going into the game. Who would they play? Who would they but, play going into that? But, obviously, you didn't have Dak Prescott. Any win with the backup quarterback is an impressive win. Yeah. So, yeah, this Dallas Cowboys team is okay. And I think in the NFC this year, you only really have to be okay. You have to be great. You can be a contender. So, I'm not – like I tried to tell you in week one, it's not 
it's too early to jump ship on this Cowboys team. They could turn it around. They've won two games since. Yeah, I agree. I expected a win. I know I wasn't surprised, but I also don't want to overhype, like I said, a week three matchup against the Giants. You know, I don't want to overhype just just because it was a Monday night game and the spotlight was on this matchup. I don't want to overhype it. Uh, but yeah, like you said, fans should be excited. The Giants, even though like who they play, they were two and zero, and the fan base they were buzzing. Okay, did you hear that stadium? They were buzzing going into that matchup. Uh, Saquon is back. We were hearing right Saquon, which is true. He's been going off right, but I'm saying that was the talk. Saquon's back, but they got their guy as far as Brian Dable goes, and in that head coaching spot. A little early to say, but it looks like you know they're playing a little bit of better football. Just three games into the season, I would say, so you can see a, a, a change in play already. Uh, but against a Dallas squad who got embarrassed in Week One, like you so kindly brought up not too long ago. By, by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. The team that lost against Darren Rodgers and, you know, the no receiver, the receiver list Packers. Yeah, you uh, want to talk about receiver list. We'll get to that game. We're going to get there in a couple of minutes. Don't worry, my friend. Either way. Okay, either way. They got embarrassed by a team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one, putting up three points. I uh, you know starting a backup quarterback in his third career start offensive line having injuries you know the wide receiver core obviously missing your number two and your number three receiver in Washington and Michael Gallup Micah Parsons was sick as well you know he wasn't he wasn't 100 he had a somewhat quiet night and according to pro football focus they had 35 pressures against the Giants I feel like that's what one of the five pressures 100 they sacked Daniel Jones five times okay sacked him five pressured him 35 times and so far this season they're first in sacks with 13 first in pressures with 49 Demarcus Lawrence he got jealous he got jealousy and Micah Parsons getting all the attention all the sacks he went out there in less than three quarters three sacks seven pressures also Cooper Rush talking about the other side of the football he wasn't sacked a single time okay Cooper Rush was not sacked a single time, Tony, Tony Pollard talking about that offensive line, rushed the ball 13 times for 105 yards. Ezekiel Elliott, 15 times, 73 yards in a touchdown. They moved, they ran the ball any way they wanted it to. Okay? They dominated the run game in this matchup. And CeeDee Lamb, I know he's still developing into a number one. I know he had that bad drop earlier in the game. I promise you no one was more upset than me i have him in fantasy he is obviously my number one receiver on my favorite team i was rooting for a catch there i was super upset you can't just say oh, he's not a number one he's not a number one this guy's still developing he's still getting better had the two biggest plays of the game in the fourth quarter set him up for that for that touchdown and then that one armed insane grab to put them up by a score he had the, he had the two most important plays of the game when it comes down to it to it about when I'm talking about my number one receiver, you know, making plays in the biggest point in the game. That's exactly what CD Lamb did. Um, and, and let me know what you think about this. It seems like this team with Dak Prescott on the bench is finding its identity. I feel like they're finding their identity, and I can't wait to see what they look like with him on the field. Yeah, I think their identity is playing dominant defense, get to the quarterback, and not turning the ball over on offense and running the ball. Yeah, run the ball, play some ball control, play field position when you got a defense like that. Play action, play action pass. You know, when they're when they're really, you know, when you're running the ball a lot, then you have a CD Lamb downfield, and you have a Michael Gallup when he's back downfield. So, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do with Dak on the field. And I've heard, have you heard any talk that they're just as good with Cooper Rush or Cooper Rush is? I've heard some slander and just some. Oh, Cooper Rush. No one is a bigger fan. No one is happier also for Cooper Rush than I am right now. Okay. A guy who said, don't go get a quarterback. Cooper Rush is exactly what you need. He can win you some games. Coop. Come on, Tanner. Tanner. Didn't Jerry Jones say he wanted a quarterback competition? Okay. I understood. It was, it was a, such a, an annoying thing to say, but he's trying to say, Hey, I want him to win so much. Yeah, you know, I know what he's trying to say. And he's also he's trying to boost his ratings up a little bit, man. He's trying to get people like you and me to talk about him and what he said on our show. And that's exactly what happened. It's still happening a week later. And uh it, you know, obviously he's 
he knows deep down in his heart that Cooper Rush is not going to challenge Dak Prescott for the starting quarterback position role on the Dallas Cowboys. But didn't they say the same thing about Dak Prescott and Tony Romo? Okay, come on, my <laughs> man. God, you're killing me here. I know, you're just stirring the pot. You're stirring the pot. Either way, they're finding their identity. Get to the quarterback. Play dominant defense. Run the ball. And, and with Dak Prescott, they're going to be able to do even more. Even more. Their offense opens up. But that's also a bit of a concern because they try and do too much. Oh, we have Dak Prescott out there. You know, I, I get too cute with it, or I don't have to worry about this because Dak is going to bail me out. So it's finding that happy median, you know, still, you know, still being a play caller and elevating your quarterback and putting him in the right spots, but still opening up that playbook and trying out some new things. So we'll see what they can do when he's back on the field. But uh, as a Cowboy fan, you know, you're not overhyping this victory, but Mike McCarthy is seven and seven without Dak Prescott in his career, in his coaching career. Because that's what you want about the guy. Say what you want, but go five hundred without your starting quarterback is impressive. That's a nice thing to do, and and you know, like I say, he gets beat up. Clock management, rightfully so, but they've won some games, and uh, hopefully, they continue to win. And you can't keep, I can't keep running my mouth about about Mike McCarthy if he keeps doing stuff like this. Let's move on. Talk about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They fell fourteen to twelve against the Packers. Uh, I don't like either one of these teams, Tanner. You know that, but come on. Even I didn't like seeing you guys drop this one, losing 14 to 12, first loss of the season. They failed on the two point conversion. If you're a lover of defense, you probably had a good time watching this game. I didn't. What's your feelings today? How are you feeling on a loss on a Tuesday night? Happy, sad, you know, motivated. I don't know how to feel. So I've had some time to think about this. Yeah, you've had a few Uh, days. The range of emotions has hit pretty hard. I think I've at this point, I'm not really upset about the loss. Obviously, you're going to lose games. Every team loses games in the NFL. Yes. Not a bad run to lose. You lose to a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You lose to a good team in the NFC that's going to be competing at the top, top five defense. You played an elite defense. The defense, our defense, though, Great. looked incredible again for the third time. They've only gotten better as each game has gone on. I have more faith in this defense than I had even had last week. The offense looked bad, but we also were missing our top three receivers. We were playing Cole Beasley on critical fourth downs. He signed on like Tuesday or Wednesday. He didn't sign with the active roster until Saturday. Uh, that's the day before the game. So obviously he didn't have time to know the plays. So now one of the great minds of our generation, he knew that playbook. Yeah, he's a he's <laughs> apparently he's a deep thinker. You know, that's what yeah. Saying. <laughs> he's super deep. Go ahead though. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, so I'm I'm not that upset because I think the defense still showed that they're elite. I think they're the best defense in the NFL, at least playing like it right now. Yeah, they are. And I think the offense is going to be As far better. as all in the levels, all three levels. the offense is going to get better when, we, when we're healthy. Very good chance we have Julio Jones and Mike Evans this week. Those are big upgrades at receiver. Yeah. Could be getting uh, Donovan Smith back in the near future at left tackle. That'll be huge. Mm-hmm. Should be getting Chris Godwin back in the near-ish future. That'll be good. As long as we can avoid any other major injuries on offense, I'm not worried about this team moving forward. I still think we're the best team in the NFC. I mean, yeah, it's just the injuries right now. If you were healthy, you guys wouldn't look this way. It's pretty easy to say that. And you know, That's the danger of being the oldest team in the NFL. We saw it with the Lakers last year. Right, or a couple of years yeah. ago, like, the past couple of years, even with the Lakers, like old team, they got some talent on there. They got some veterans on there. Okay, obviously the Buccaneers, yeah, much better than the Los Angeles Lakers as far as personnel goes. Much, 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 much. I can't even extend how much better they are, but still, so much better. Um, but I see. You mean when you're older, you have more risk like that. You don't have. You're not as deep as you used to be as well. You're not as deep at these positions. You know, at wide receiver, you are. It's, it's proven. You guys can still step up. You know, obviously, it wasn't great at wide receiver, but 
you know, there's still there are still even with what you guys had on on uh, on Sunday, there are still worse wide receiving cores out there than what you had. I would say I think it's close, but I think there's still worse ones out there. I, I I still would say so. Yeah, maybe as a whole, uh, Russell Gage, great number four receiver, great not not a very good number one receiver. No. We saw that in Atlanta, okay? We saw that in Atlanta. It didn't work out. They won, like, I don't know how many games last year, so that's not going to work out too well. But still, uh, you know, defense, phenomenal. Offense, they converted two out of 11 times on third down, had 34 rush yards. Not great. I predict the Packers are about to go on a little bit of a run here. What's their schedule look like? Is it an easy stretch for them? Yeah, I heard people talking about them having an easy stretch. Oh, okay. I I wasn't really sure, but... I don't know. You know me. I am not high on this team. I don't think they're going to win more than nine they games. With, they start year. with the Patriots this week, who aren't going to have Mac. They're going to they're going to beat that team. Yeah, they're going to beat that team. And then they play the Giants, the Jets, the Commanders. So that's, they're going to have confidence coming into Buffalo in in October. He's got to trust his receivers, man. You're, you you got to hope by then he's got some trust built with those guys because we see it time and time. He you know a mess up by those guys. He's like okay. I'm not going back to him. I'm not trusting him. I can't go back to him the rest of this game. So he's got to buy into those young guys. He's got to trust them a little bit more as to where they make a bad play. You got to go back to him sometimes. And you got to say, Hey, I'm buying into you. You're going to get better. This is the only way you're going to get better is by, you know, stuff like that, getting the ball right back to him, the next possession or a couple possessions down the road, down that stretch and uh, get, getting that last one out of their mind, moving on. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we haven't seen that yet so far this year. So we'll see if he can get some more trust with his receivers, some more repartee. Uh, I'm not worried, though. I agree with you. I'm not worried whatsoever about Tampa Bay. This is going to be a different team. At least it should be a different team. Uh, Godwin, Evans, Jones, all should be back within the next several weeks or so, if not definitely you know, down the road by the time it's really going to matter. Those guys are going to be out there. They just got to stay afloat at this point in time. And with Mike Evans coming back next week, they're going to be able to do so. And they play the and, Chiefs. It's going to be another tough matchup, though. It's going to be another tough matchup next week with Kansas City. It's not going to be a walk in the park because they also have a pretty, pretty freaking good defense themselves. So it's not yeah, going to be easy. Yeah, at least they, they're not a scrub defense, at least. No, they're, I, I would say they're borderline with the way they could borderline top 10 if they keep doing what they're doing. I'd put them in the top 10. But go they ahead. They can play at that level. I feel yeah. like they can. The Chiefs are a weird team. They could be uh, a top 10 defense or bottom 10 defense at times. That's why I'm not, not as high as I'm on them as most people are. But go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, that's pretty much all I had to say about the Chiefs. I'd say, you know, not great, not terrible. You're in a fine spot right now. And you're well, the way your defense is playing, you could even be like, I, I, I really like where we're at because the offense is going to get better and the defense – is the yeah, best the in the league. Reason, the only reason we didn't have uh, Mike Evans is because he was suspended. So he should be another week healthier because he was playing injured in the first two games of the season. Yeah. And Julio, like Todd Bowles said, Julio Jones could have played on Sunday, but they were saving him for the Chiefs game, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me since the Packers. I think you would play in. an in conference game, but I guess they're saying for sure. Julio Jones is going to play. Yeah, that ideology does not make sense to me because, like you said, that could come down to getting a one seed. I don't think Green Bay is going to be in that position, but these games matter, and, and I would have played Julio Jones. <laughs> Either way, let's move on. I'm tired of talking about the freaking Buccaneers. They're a really good team. We get it. They're allowing nine points per game. They've been really boring to watch. They've been really boring. But so have my Cowboys. They have not been a fun watch so far this year. Three points in the opener. Then Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, a lot of defensive showing, right? So, yeah, I feel it hasn't been too entertaining watching our team so far this season. But a team that has been surprisingly fun to watch so far this season, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 2-1. and They just beat the L.A. Chargers, which some people say, have the best overall roster in the NFL as far as talent top to bottom. They just beat them 38 to 10. It wasn't even close. It wasn't close. Like, yeah, like we talked about in the offseason, this Jacksonville defense could definitely be at the very least frisky. They have the highest quarterback prospects since 
at least Andrew Luck at quarterback. So he's clearly has talent. They have oh the two, offense is talent, man. They have two good talent. running backs. They paid a bunch of money for wide receivers. Yep. And the defense is all young, high draft picks. But if you mm-hmm. draft this high repeatedly, your team's gonna have a lot of talent on it. Yeah, at least it should. Should yeah, absolutely. so and it seems like all this team needed was to not have Urban Meyer as head coach. They need a quarterback and they needed a new head coach. Obviously, you know. The new weapons at wide receiver that's helping a bunch, but another year in the you know another year in the NFL is helping Trevor Lawrence for sure. But yeah, Doug Peterson has seemingly stepped in and improved this team, this system right away, just right away. It's like okay, they, they this is an NFL team. This is an NFL team. You got to take should, them seriously. We should be able to consider Trevor Lawrence as rookie of the year this year, like they do in the NBA if someone misses for an injury. Yeah, but he played all last year. Yeah, barely. I mean, he played with Urban Meyer. Like, that shouldn't count. That, We're going to give him... Like, that wasn't a real year. Like, besides them beating Buffalo in that crazy game... Yeah, that was and cool. Then, and then, I guess, beating the Colts... Tennis, in, was it Tennessee? No, no, they beat the Colts. Oh, it was the Colts? It was, yeah, you're right. Last game of the year. Last Carson game of the year. Choking. Oh, my god! But can you, like, actually picture any plays last year from the Jaguars? Mm, like plays, count. yeah. Then it doesn't count. I feel like he should be eligible for rookie of the year. I remember him throwing seventeen interceptions. Do you, that's what stands you, out for me. That's what stands out for me. Seventeen that's, that's interceptions just like a in my memory. Seventeen. Him and Matthew Stafford. That stands out pretty, pretty well for me. That's what I, I just feel like. Of. It shouldn't count. I don't know. I, I'm not because I think you need those growing pains. So I am deaf because a guy who didn't really have any growing pains throughout his entire career before going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he needed that. It was all a little bit too perfect, I think, for Trevor Lawrence. So I think that kind of woke him up a little bit and said, hey, I'm going to have to work. Like, I'm going to have to work and I'm going to have to still get better to get this team where it needs to be. So I think he needed that season. So I'm not going to write it off because I think it's good for him that that happened. Um, but man, I see. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. Don't get me wrong. That was a crab show. That was a dumpster fire last year. An absolute dumpster fire. The Urban Meyer stuff, the video of him at that bar. Oh, my God. Him kicking, I, him kicking the kicker. Kicking his kicker and injuring his kicker. Like, that is insane. And, and, like, the word, how he would treat some of the players and – how, how they were they were playing Aaron Donald? He said, "Oh, is that ninety nine? Or they were playing the Rams? Is that ninety nine? He's pretty good." And he's like, he literally didn't scout like Aaron Donald. And people were like, "You don't know who Aaron Donald is? Yeah, he's pretty good. You might want to put him on the scouting report. <laughs> like, you might want to throw him on there." So. Yeah, he's like barely the best player in the NFL. You know? Yeah, he's just on like number one on the top one hundred list for years, right? But either way, uh, I we're not going to give him we're not going to give him a mulligan. Uh, but man, you can see the difference in the past two weeks. He is number one in completion uh, percentage, 77%. Number one in touchdown to interception ratio, five touchdowns, no picks. And no, and, and second, I'm sorry, it's not first, but second in QBR at 85. So second in QBR, first in, in TD interceptions and first in completion percentage. It's just in the last two weeks. But we did not see this last year. This team, we did not see a 38 to 10 win over such a talented, no, though I know the Chargers are a little banged up right now, but 38 to 10. Yeah, they're not 38 to 10 to the Jaguars banged up. Different team, different team. Doug Peterson is clearly having a positive impact already. And when I was looking at this roster, I was like, okay, they actually do have some weapons. Like they do. And it's not just like, okay, they have some weapons. Marvin Jones is an okay, you know, number three, four receiver. Uh, Travis Etienne, a nice running back. James Robinson, he's RB3 in fantasy right now, Taylor. Uh, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk have been, Christian Kirk has been a top 10, top five receiver so far this season. He has been great and looking like people say, okay, they way overpaid for Christian Kirk. Did this work? It's working out. It's working out through the first three weeks. So it's like Trevor Lawrence has a number one wide receiver, at least, you know, a somewhat number one wide receiver. And through three so much, yeah, through three weeks, it looks better, dude. They look a lot better already. And I think I see why we were saying this team could win seven gate games. We were saying that before the season started. Like, that could happen. Yeah, I don't want to sound like we think 
Jacksonville's about to no be he rocks in the AFC. No, it's definitely look at their like, division. Definitely a pleasant surprise, look and I think division. they are. They could contend for their division championship. It's early, obviously, and we were saying you know. The Panthers were three and zero last year, but I don't think this is the same as the three and zero Panthers from last year, as the two and zero Giants, you know, this year. I don't think this is the same thing, though. I don't think this is a powerhouse like you're saying. I I just think these this is a better team than what we saw, and especially at the quarterback position, like you have Trevor Lawrence, a guy who could just continue to get better and be the league's best in a couple of years. Even by the end, you never know by the end of this year. We saw what Joe Burrow did last year, the run he went on with the Cincinnati Bengals. With the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, no one, no one saw the Bengals coming last year. And I'm not saying it's going to happen with the Jaguars by any means. It's I'm going to probably say it's not going to happen. But it's a nice surprise. It's something you and I said could happen. And uh, through three games... It's happened so far. Let's see if they can keep it up. Let's talk about Miami before we go to break. Miami is 3-0, and the only undefeated team left in the AFC. Beat Buffalo 21-19. to My biggest, or one of my bigger takeaways, Josh Allen threw the ball how many times? Did you see how many times he threw the ball, Tanner? 63 times. 63? He was 42 of 63. He was 42 of 63. I mean, Josh Allen is very good at football, and if you, there's a guy you want to put the ball in his hands in that yeah. many times, him. But 63 might be a little excessive. You're pushing it. A lot You're of teams don't run 63 plays in a game. He was 42 of 63 with 400 yards and two touchdowns. So it was a, a good game for Josh Allen. Uh Maybe asked to do a little bit too much, you would say, right? 63 times. By the end of the game, you could say he was burnt out. He was done by the end of that game. You could, you could simply tell. Go ahead. And I, do, and I do want to say that Buffalo is missing their entire starting secondary and backup secondary members. So this the people they have playing D-back right now are guys who never have in the NFL. Yeah, yeah they're guys off the street at times. Right, so but you also give, him a, didn't see, give him a break. You also didn't see them breaking down in coverage as much as you would. No, we didn't. They allowed 21 points. That's not the way the Dolphins won. So I want to point that out, but I also want to say no. yeah. the offense also did not perform at the level that. No, you see 400 yards from Josh Allen. It's like, oh, okay, he probably had a monster game. Not quite. They put up 19 points, and, and and you couldn't put together a final drive at the end to end up, you know, putting yourself over the top. So it wasn't a great game. It wasn't a terrible game. I think that heat really got to them. It was like 90. Like it was insanely hot. So they were yeah, that you, and the Bucks game were both very yeah, warm. Oh yeah, exactly. So you they could tell. Like, feel like hundred games. Yeah. So you could tell those guys were going through it. You're not used to that, right? So it was it was a tough environment for them, but. To, for them to only have two points in the fourth quarter, Buffalo, and and that was from the butt punt. <laughs> okay, that was from the butt punt. They didn't do that themselves. Okay, that was from the butt punt. That's because the, the the guy blocking the punter was way too far back. Okay, that that's what it came down to. But they scored two points in the fourth quarter. That's why Buffalo ended up losing this ball game. Uh, but a nice win for Miami, a statement victory, perhaps. And hey, we just beat the Buffalo Bills. Like I said earlier, a team everyone's almost crowning as the champions of the NFL a couple of weeks into the season, right? So great for them. A very big win for them saying, hey, we are legitimate, even though it wasn't, they didn't, they, and they also didn't win the way they've been winning games. Like their offense, huge performances is kind of way. No, it was a gritty, tough, defensive almost performance. They they ended up getting the win, obviously, right? So it was a, it was a nice statement win for them. And for Buffalo, am I worried for them? No, but the secondary is a real issue, and the run game they still don't have a real run game outside of Josh Allen. The offensive line is improved, so he's not running for his life every time out there, but. They got to take some pressure off their quarterback and they got to run the ball more. They can't be throwing the ball 63 times. So slight concerns. I'm not maybe, maybe, you know, slightly less confident as I was going into the season week one when they were a little healthier, obviously, but yeah, I no still matter, think they're going to contend. No matter how good you are at quarterback, when a team's dropping eight against you, it's pretty hard to complete passes. It's tough, and you're burnt out in 100-degree weather, throwing the ball 63 times. That's a tough game. 
I, I'm not taking too much away from Buffalo in this one, but a uh, nice win for Miami. A nice win yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think it'll be a big change whenever they come to Buffalo, and it'll probably be snowy, you know? How are they, they going to play? How is Tua going to look? How is Tyreek Hill going to look at that point in Buffalo? those uniforms playing well in the snow. I don't think so either. So that's exactly it. That's a great point. See how they look when they come to Buffalo later this season. Uh, but either way, nice win by Miami. Week three was a fun one in the NFL. I went three and one, like I said, so I'm feeling pretty good about my picks last week. I'm trying to continue that roll tanner into week four. Uh, I say we take a break, come back, and do picks of the week. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, guys, keep it locked on. Casey and Tanner, we'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. Like we said in the first half of the show, let's transition uh, to our picks of the week as I continue to do so and say, I had a good week last week, Tanner, three and one, bouncing back after my one and three. Um, so it was a much needed three and one. You yourself, have you gone like neutral both times? So you're just staying at zero, basically, right? Yeah, two and two last week, two and two the week before. I gave out four picks on week one. We didn't count them. We didn't count those. Was two and two on those as well. So, if you've been riding with me, we're we're not losing any money. You're not losing any money at least doing something like this, right? So let's see if Tanner can break even, go go above neutral, go above zero here. I'm trying to do the same thing. Luckily, like I said, luckily I'm in the same position. Lucky to do so. Overall records for both. Even four and four. Yeah, so we're both four and four. If you you know if you haven't been if you didn't add it up yourself, we're both four and four. Uh, so starting back at zero, neutral playing ground, you know, neutral playing field. Uh, I was one Buccaneer victory away from four and oh. So that I would have loved nice. for you to go four and oh. I bet you would have. That'd been like the one time we were like, okay, I'm I'm with it. Like go KC, go four and oh. Didn't happen. Thanks a lot, Tanner. Thanks a lot, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm four and four on the year, as is Tanner. Fresh start. Let's get right into it. Over, under, and Tanner, let's start things off with you, my good sir. Over, what you looking at? I got Packers Patriots at 40 and a half. It's such a low line. You have Aaron Rodgers and the Packers that I think could score a lot of points against this Patriots team. They have David back, Tiari back. That's pretty interesting. He might be the best left tackle in football. So adding him, giving Aaron Rodgers extra time to find the receivers that he's still kind of getting used to downfield, I think this is going to be the game where we start to see this Packers offense take that next step. Okay. And I only need, I think, probably 15, 14 points out of this Patriots team. Patriots. And I think they can do it. I, I'm not going to bet on a Bill Belichick team to score less than 14 points. Nah, nah, I, I I agree, but I just think 40 is a lot for a team with their backup quarterback and with, and they haven't dropped 30 yet this year, but I know what you're saying. You think to, this is the game you're predicting. This is the game that they have their big offensive output. So I, I respect it. Out, party. Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. I respect, I like the prediction me on the other end. And obviously it, it's a low over. So obviously you're going to take that any day. It's low. Tanner's going to take the over on. It's at 40. He's going to hit it. Either. As long as the teams are decent. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's what I mean. So I'm not – yeah, I get it I'm completely. I went with the Vikings and the Saints at 43 and a half. So it's not that high a number, not that low a number right there in that middle where it's like, is it going to go over? Is it going to go under? You know, it's tough. Uh, but the Vikings offense, I think, is one – I'm not saying the league's best. It's definitely not. But one of the league's best, in my opinion, when they're on the Ray game. Um, Saints offense is talented. They've been off a couple last past couple of weeks. I think they're due. Uh, and, and it's played in London. So in my point of view, when I think of the London game, it's never like a 15 to 10. You know, sometimes it's maybe like a 17 to 14, 18, you know, 20 to 15, something like that. But usually it's decently high scoring. I'm thinking it's going to go over 43 and a half with the Saints offense, with the Vikings offense that they have out there. So 43 and a half. I'm taking the over for the Vikings and the Saints in London this weekend. The London game was a big part of it. That was a big part of it. Yeah, it's your 
uh, appetizer for football that day. You Super wake up early, yeah, yeah. You wake up nine thirty East Coast for a game. You wake up, you're watching football. Nice, best Sundays. Those are the best Sundays. But go, yeah, yeah. But 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 also, it's gonna be the Saints offense going across the sea to. And you think they're going to score that reports? I don't know. I just feel like we could see another stinker for the Saints offense. But what I'm most excited about for this I game. The Vikings could put up 30, though, like you say with the Packers. If I could put up 30, I need 13, I need 14 from the Saints. They can do that. What I'm most excited for for this game is some Jameis Winston, Great Britain, just content. We need to get him out in England, just talking to people. Talking, yeah. Talking. That's what we need for this game. Showing him some English like desserts, some English food, telling him the names of stuff, having to be like, you know, what's this? This is what what's in this? Because I'm telling you right now, a guy who grew up as a part of English culture, you know, over half of my background is that there's some good stuff and there's some pretty rough stuff out there and some stuff that's hard to say. So that's nothing but a good time with a guy like Jameis Winston with all that. Like, come on. And the Brits humor. Like, come I on. Like set me just, up. I just feel like we should we could get some great content. Jameis in London. Like, just set him out there, send him to the palace. You I know, watched that as a TV show. Yeah, just like Jameis traveling different cities <laughs> across the season. I think I would <laughs> Jameis across the globe, whatever you want to call it. He got LASIK now too, so he can see. You can see all those sites. You can, oh, you know, we'll see Big Ben. He can see all that stuff. So, in all seriousness, though, Vikings Saints, 43 and a half. I like the over. It's the London game. Usually those, we're seeing 25 to 23, which is what I'm hoping for here. And I also have the Vikings uh, winning this one. But that's my over. And you're taking the uh, Patriots and Packers. Yeah, Patriots, Packers. 40. Probably no Mac Jones in this game. Oh, no Mac Jones, dude. He's not playing. Mac Jones ain't playing. Did you see the video of him getting carried out just screaming? That was a that was that was an intense video. He you know how most guys, you know, they'll like try and cover it up and just be like, you know, get, get me to the locker room, get me to the locker room. I almost appreciate the authenticity <laughs> of Mac Jones. Showing I'm a normal guy. This freaking hurts, dude. I am in an insane amount of pain. I'm gonna show it too. So I thought it was kind of funny, kind of refreshing. Uh, but poor guy. Poor guy. Never fun seeing a guy in that much pain. Hopefully he can come back because without Mac Jones, man, I don't know how this offense is this ball is gonna move for this Patriot. Not a Brian Hoyer believer. I'm not, I don't again. I'm not a disbeliever. I think he's okay. Okay, an okay backup. He's been there a long time too, so he's gonna know, you know, the system. Even though I don't know what the system is right now offensively, I don't know what they're doing offensively. It hasn't been all that great on that side of the ball. So I don't think I'm. Not, I'm not expecting much from the Brian Hoyer-led Patriot offense this this uh, week or going forward without Mac Jones. But moving on to our unders, my friend. Those are our overs as far as total points scored under. What are you looking at this weekend? I went Broncos Raiders at 46. This Broncos defense has been really, really good through the first half of the season. They've kept them in every game because this offense has been terrible. Yeah, their offense is putting up nothing, though. Yeah. The Raiders defense can be good. We've seen them play well in in one half of each of the three games and just play terrible in the other half. All right. Yeah. So if we can get two good halves from this Raiders defense paired with this Broncos defense that I actually do believe in, I don't see a whole lot of points going down in Vegas. Yeah, I like that. I think I think that's pretty spot on. Forty six might be a bit bit much there, but at the same time, I am waiting for this Raiders offense to just erupt. I am also kind of waiting. You know, I mean, forty six points. That's a that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. That's kind of right where I think that game might be. So that's tough one. I like where you're going with it, though. I went on a different route. The Seahawks and the Lions are projected to get 50 points. So I looked at the high ones. The Seattle Seahawks to be in a game that involves 50 points. They're not putting up much right now. They're not. Their offense so it's atrocious. I know the Detroit offense is good, but. Seattle's offense is atrocious. They're putting up 15 points a game. 
Okay, and I know I took the over on Seattle's matchup uh, last week against the Falcons, which did hit. Thank you. That was a good one. But I'm not doing it this week. I got the under Seahawks-Lions. 50 points seems like a lot for these two teams. Uh, Like I said, not great teams. The Lions, though, have been putting up a decent amount of points. So that's where I am a little little hesitant to do so. But the Seahawks, I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball consistently here. I don't think they're going to put up a lot of points in back-to-back weeks. Didn't love a lot of the unders, as usual. 50 is a lot of points. I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift isn't going to play for the Lions. Probably the... Bet the biggest or second biggest part of their offense not going to oh, be there. He was leading the league Ron, in uh, Monroe St. Brown. Also got injured. I think he's probably going to play. Mm-hmm. It looks like, mm-hmm. but he also is a little banged up. So you could see this Detroit offense kind of take a step back. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. Fifty points, man. I was looking through all all this all, all the lines, and I'm like, how is this one of the top? matchups of the weekend as far as total points score. I know it's because, you know, maybe not a lot of defense being played, but that's a lot of points. Under 50 points for sure for the Seahawks and the Lions. Uh, what about favorite underdogs? So obviously on the favorite, we're looking at a team that is favored to win by a certain amount of points, and you like them right where they're at. So what are you looking at for the favorite this week? The favorite I picked were the Cleveland Browns. They're one-point favorites over the Falcons in Atlanta. I think okay. this I think this Cleveland team's a lot better than Atlanta. They have a better defense. I think their offense is better. I've liked what I've seen out of Jacoby Brissett when it matters in games. Is he a step up from Baker Mayfield? I don't think so. But I think he might be. I think I, he I, might I, be. I want to have that conversation next week. Okay. I think, I think I'm, I'm ready for it right about now. Baker and Jacoby Brissett. I'm ready for it, dude. I think he's a better fit in this offense. I do. He doesn't make as many mistakes. We'll get there. We'll get there. Go yeah, and if they, just play, if they just play smart football, I think they're going to beat the Falcons, and they're only favored by one point. I think they're definitely the better team. Yeah, me too. Amari Cooper has been very good, over 100 yards in two out of the three games. I think a touchdown could be in all three games, if not two out of the three as well. He's been really good. Nick Chubb's been, what, leading the league in rushing? I think he's the is leading the league yeah, in rushing. I think he is the so, Miles Garrett, I don't think he's going to play. He was in a pretty bad car accident this week, this weekend, so I'm not sure if Miles Garrett is going to play. Either way, I like the Browns this weekend, too. I think they get it done. I think they beat a team they are better than then or in the Atlanta Falcons, so I like that pick. I am going to go with the Raiders this weekend. I know picking a team, they're minus two the against only the Broncos. Team in the NFL, I'm picking the only team who hasn't won a game this or hasn't won a game this season to win this weekend. They're against the Broncos. They're minus two. And again, I know they have not won. They have not looked great so have far. The te- have the Texans won a game? I think they're 0 2 and 1, right? Oh, they're the only 0 and 3 team. Yeah. They're the only 0-3 team, I should say. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I don't I don't think the Texans – they tied. Yeah, they tied, so they did not win. You're right. Okay, so only 0-3 team, I should say, in the NFL. Maybe not the only winless team, the only 0-3 team. Thank you for the correction there, my good sir. But I don't like the way Denver's playing either. I think Denver's playing arguably worse than this than this Raiders team. Has. I would argue also that they're probably playing worse. Than right. I, I think the Raiders are just I, – I, I think they're ready to almost erupt. I really do. I think this team is so much better than what we've seen, than advertised. And I think they are ready to beat a team in the Broncos who have not played great offensively. I think the Raiders have clearly, clearly the better offense in this matchup. And I think they win their first game of the season against Denver. Minus two, the Raiders win this weekend. There you go. I I definitely don't hate it. What about underdog? Who's your underdog? Okay, so this was the easiest of the season so far. We have the same one. Of the season. I'm scrolling through, scrolling through. Oh, Carolina is favored. Who are they playing? The Cardinals? (laughs) I'm taking the Cardinals, dude, plus one and a half. (laughs) Yeah, I have it at plus two. Oh, plus two. I'll take it at plus two. Okay, I'll take it at plus two. Yeah, even better. Yeah, I'll take plus two. Cool, cool, man. Let's do it. How? Or walk me through how the Panthers are favored in this game. Because <laughs> I I, get, I don't know. I guess the thought process is, one, it's in Carolina. 
home team usually does get an edge. They get a point or two, yeah, but but I guess they're also thinking we just saw this Arizona team not have a great offensive showing going against Put Carolina points. Defense, going yeah. against Carolina defense that is pretty decent. But I still think Arizona's going to win this game. Quarterback matters. They had the better quarterback. They, you know, their it's defense is Tanner, it's not that's that's like the main reason obviously, honest, honestly, obviously, honestly. I had the Cardinals winning this weekend. Kyler Murray's not going to be playing Call of Duty as much. It's not double XP weekend. And for those of you who this is complete drip, gibberish to you, uh, I know Tanner isn't a huge Call of Duty player, but you know, double XP weekend means basically you you earn like double the points for playing. Okay, you get double the points for playing the game, and you know points matter. You get more stuff when you get more points. You level up, stuff like that. I sound a little nerdy right now. I understand that. I don't care. I love I love Call of Duty, so I, I'm a bit of a nerd for this stuff. So double XP weekend, there's a you know a bit of an edge to play. Oh, I'm gonna play a lot this weekend. It's double XP. I'm gonna level my guy up. And Kyler Murray is a professional Call of Duty player in his free time. <laughs> He's a professional Call of Duty player. So, of course, he's going to play more on these weekends. And someone actually went through and did a statistic and found that he has a losing record during double XP weekend. And it's really not even close. It's like a clear he is not as good during these weekends. What's his record as a whole, though? Does he have a losing record as a whole? Because he had a lot of losses first year. It was it's a losing record. Not as a I don't know. I don't think it's as a whole. Does he have a losing record as a whole? He had a couple of. He said, you know, last season helped him a bunch, obviously, but we're just looking at double XP weekends is what I was looking at. Like just the weekends were yeah, double but yeah, XP I was, was thinking about like compared to general. Like, You're thinking about in general. No, I believe it's better on, on non XP weekends or double XP. He has a winning record. I saw that. Stat. It was on, they literally were playing this on like ESPN. Like they literally had these gaming. Stats he has a 23 and 25 and one record. So he does have a losing record. Oh, I mean, on the week, like on the. No, I'm talking about like as a whole. Compared oh, to regular, okay, okay, regular. okay, okay. Yeah, so he's worse though. He's worse on double XP, and it's not yeah. that this weekend. He's probably not going to have his Xbox with him. So I think Kyler Murray or PS5, whatever he plays, I think he's going to be better this weekend because PC, of that. Right? Oh, it could be PC. It could be PC. A lot of those gamers go PC. You're right. A lot of the gamers go PC. Or at least they use the mouse and stuff. I'm not one of those guys. I'm a I'm a controller guy all the way. I got it. I got it right here next to me. That's that's what I do. And, okay, back to football though, because we're talking a lot. <laughs> so back to football. Um, who are we talking about? Oh, the Cardinals. Easiest pick of the week. I could not believe they were not favored to beat this Carolina team. They're the better uh, also, football team, Tanner. They are, or they were six and oh last year uh, against the spread when they were underdogs last year, coming off a loss. They were six and oh last year. I think they're going to come out and win this weekend. They're being undervalued here. I am not very high on Carolina. And as we said, it's not double XP weekend. Kyler should play better. Rams, or it's not Rams. Oh, they just lost the Rams. Cardinals plus two. You got plus two? Yep, plus two. I also okay. took the Cardinals, obviously. I couldn't believe it though. I was like, this is stealing. I money. was like, I was like, is this a mistake? Then I checked like other sites. Yeah, no, this is legitimate. They are favored to win this weekend. And that was like taking money from a baby. Hopefully, Kyler Murray doesn't play like a little baby this weekend and uh, he's able to get the win. Game of the week, Tanner. Final thing here in picks of the week. There were three games I was looking at as to where I'm like, okay, these are three really good games. Yeah. I think I know the three games you're talking about. I chose Chiefs Bucks as my game of the week. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Tom Brady. It's Super Bowl rematch. You oh, have. Yeah. yeah. The, these teams talked a lot of smack between the between since then. I think the Chiefs are gonna definitely gonna want to beat the Bucks since they lost to them in the Super Bowl. I think they're gonna have a chip on their shoulder, but I also think so will the Bucks coming off a pretty bad performance against the Packers. Mm-hmm. I think this game could be higher scoring than past Bucks games this year. I think this is gonna be like a twenty-four to twenty-eight game. I think it just depends on. Who ends up with 28? 
I agree. I think it is going to be a good game. Uh, but because the Bucks have been so boring this year, I am going with the Bills. No offense, Tanner. I am going with the Bills. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm going with the Bills and the Ravens because those are two teams who have been exciting and fun to watch so far this season. I'm hoping their matchup is exactly the same, more of what we've seen so far. So Bills-Ravens is what I've got. But that third game, what I was talking about, uh, Bengals-Dolphins, on th- I think that's on Thursday night. Yeah, on Thursday night. That's a great Thursday night game. That's a great yeah, Thursday night sure. matchup. I am pretty excited. I, I hope the Bengals uh, and the Bengals. Dolphins are defeated. Bengals need a win super bad. They cannot fall to one and three. That That's tough. And, and Tua, though, is Tua 100%? I know they were saying after the concussion, they cleared him to play in that game, but he's not quite 100%. They're investigating his concussion protocol I read earlier today. So I don't know. I'm thinking they're going to be 100% this weekend, though. So it's going to be a great matchup. I'm not, I, I don't know who I like. I think the Bengals need it a little bit more. So I think I'm leaning Cincinnati. And they're going to be wearing the cool all-white jerseys. Cincinnati so was favored. I thought that was strange. They're favored by like three and a half or something yeah. like that, I think I saw. So they're favored by over a field goal. They're saying over a field goal, they should win this game by if, – if that's the line, I like Miami plus three and a half. Let me say that. But also the, the reveal of the white Bengal uniforms. I kind of feel like Cincinnati's the definite play. Yeah, dude, Cincinnati. <laughs> that's. I was like, I like the line with Miami at plus three and a half, but – I'm leaning. I'm, I am leaning Cincinnati for for the win on Thursday night. But that's about it. Those are our picks of the week. Those are probably the three best games going into this weekend. And with both of us at four and four, we, we need a couple of W's here. We need some in the win column. You know. Yeah. We, yeah. We got to try to break even from this uh, 500 luck that we both had over this time. Myself a little more than you. Last season was I'm the same thing. Just, you know, the epitome of average. But question for you, winner of that Bills-Ravens game, mm-hmm. winner of that game, the quarterback's probably the MVP frontrunner, right? Yeah. Unless Jalen Hurts does something crazy this weekend, that's where he just deserves it. I think it's, yeah, because it's those three guys. It's those three guys. It's Allen, right. it's Lamar, and it's Jalen Hurts. Those are the three MVP candidates, and I'm guessing that's going to be what it's like until we see a drop-off, we see an injury, whatever the case may be. Don't sleep so, on Patrick Mahomes either. No, don't sleep on him. I agree. There's going to be and, – and, you know, last year it was, it was uh, Kyler Murray halfway through the year. He dropped off. Boom. You know, Aaron Rodgers is – the you know, he wasn't the favorite halfway through the year. Aaron Rodgers was not the favorite halfway through the this season last year, right? So – Anything can happen, and one guy is probably going to emerge that we aren't talking about right now. Moving on, though. Moving on, because the NBA, their season is about to start. That seems like just yesterday the Warriors were winning. Yeah, we're the champs, by the way, folks. we got the championship banger hanging right here. we got the poster hanging over there. You can't quite see it. we got him on my right shoulder. we got him hanging up over here. We're the champs. we got to brag a little bit extra here this season since we are, like I said, on top, raining on cloud nine right now. But NBA media day just happened, I think, on Monday. Preseason starts on Friday. I think practice is kicked off today as we record this on Tuesday. So if you listen on a Wednesday, they kicked off on yesterday on Tuesday. And a lot happened. I know it's usually just media day, and it's like, okay, players go to the podium. They have the softball questions. You're excited for the season, blah, 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 blah. That wasn't the case this year. We had some reporters asking some hard-hitting questions, you know, some 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 big J journalism happening at NBA Media Day this this week this year. And uh, I am all for it. Starting things off with DeAndre Ayton. People asked him, hey, you know, how's it like? How are you feeling being back here in Phoenix after you signed? I think he signed with Indiana on the offseason. Then it, then it got matched by Phoenix, and obviously he had to go back to the Suns didn't want to be there. They made it clear he didn't want to be there and they really didn't want him. They were shopping him for Kevin Durant. It was clear, you know, they were looking for something else. Uh, and, and then, and then it makes it even worse. And while he's at practice, I said, Hey, how are you doing with your coach, Monty Williams? You guys had some you know, issues towards the end of the season. He benched you in some critical moments. How's your guy's relationship? He said, Oh, I haven't talked to him. I haven't talked to him a single time since we lost in game seven and we had a screaming match on the bench. I haven't talked to him all, all off season. And he's about 50 feet over there. He's right over there. 
Oh, I haven't, I haven't talked to him a single time. Starting franchise center. Max contract. Seems odd. Not great already for Phoenix. It looks like they peaked going and losing to your Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. It looks like they might have peaked already with what's going on with this team. And I, you know me, yeah. I'm not a big fan of them already. So can't imagine that's a long term solution for either party there, Monty Williams and uh, he's DeAndre. gone. DeAndre Ayton's gone before the deadline. He might be gone. He'll probably be there when the season starts. That's too soon, but he'll be gone before the deadline unless something big happens and they work everything out. Also, another player elated to be where they are, Russell Westbrook. He was asked, hey, you know, do you feel like L.A. wants you to be here after everything that happened this offseason? He said, he didn't say, yeah, I feel welcome. I'm still here. No, he said, sometimes you go to work and you don't like the people you, you, you work with. And sometimes the people you work with don't like you. That is what Russell Westbrook said. He is not happy. He knows they don't want him there. And now it's just a waiting game. Are they going to trade him or are they going to stay in this, you know, mediocrity? It doesn't really work, but maybe we can work it out. We have to look at the tape from last year. Anthony Davis was saying, and look at what we did good and take away what we did bad. Oh, it's that easy. Oh, it's that easy. Okay. Oh, you never thought about that before? Just take away the bad stuff. Just take that bad stuff away. You're going to be so much better this year. So don't worry about the Lakers. They're taking all the bad stuff away. about simply not playing bad? Yeah, they're just going to play better this year. So don't worry about L.A. Also, like in their team pictures, Westbrook's like a foot away. Here's LeBron. Here's Anthony Davis. Just buddy, buddy. Best buds. He's a foot away. Photographer says, hey, maybe stand closer to your teammates. I need, I need it for the photo. Maybe stand closer. You know, you are a big three, quote unquote. So it's already not great in LA. It's it's hilarious. Your guy Zion, though, on a positive note, he's in shape. Zion looks good. Is if he if he's healthy, which it looks like he is. I saw some videos in the offseason him doing some 360 dunks and stuff. So he should be healthy. He looks the part. Pelicans, they they what what went seven Pelican, games with Phoenix last year in the first the Pelicans round. Pelicans could be it. Could be kind of nice with a healthy Zion. The healthy Zion, that team is a lot better. Keep your eye on Zion and the Pelicans going into the year. The Celtics somewhat in shambles with a Udoka situation. Jason Tatum just pissed off, just doesn't know what to think, saying, I found out like the rest of you on Twitter by Woes dropping that bomb. So not great for the Celtics right now, though they have what could be the most talented roster, a top three talented roster in the NBA. It's not looking good internally. Uh, so I don't know what to expect from the Celtics this season, at least right out of the gate. I don't know what to expect. Harden lost 100 pounds. James Harden not, lost 100 not pounds. Not quite. So he knows everyone's talking about his weight. He knows everyone's saying he's out of shape. So his big joke at his press conference was, yes, I lost 100 pounds. Funny. He's in good shape, though. He looks good. He looks good again. So back in James Harden shape. He needs to get there. It was right. I mean, for his game, his game is predicated on like volume scoring. Like you have to be in shape to be elite at that. Right. And it looks like he is. So we'll see if he can stay healthy. Uh, speaking about staying healthy, Kawhi Leonard seems like he finally is. He's finally cleared to play five on five. First time he's been able to do so in over a year. I think he's like 13 months. It's been since he played five on five, 13, 14 months. So he's finally back on the court. I'm hoping to see him opening day. Uh, oh, no, first game of the season. I'm not sure if we will, but Kawhi Leonard, we said a few, you know, a month ago, they're the best what if team in basketball. What if Kawhi, John Wall, and Paul George stay healthy? Um, and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One more thing. The Warriors get their championship rings if you're listening on Wednesday in 20 days. 20 days. We're That's the champs. Old news. That's old news, Casey. We're the champs. James Wiseman's coming back. Jonathan Kaminga is going to be better. James or Jordan Poole. Yeah, he's going to be even better. Clay Thompson. Uh, he's going to be even better. Steph Curry, he's not going anywhere. Draymond Green, he's not going anywhere. I'm probably forgetting some people. This team is looking great. They are, we heard Clay Thompson saying, man, we're looking to go back to back, have a chance to win five championships. We're, we're not looking to lose control or, you know, we're looking to seize the moment, seize the opportunity. This team's feeling great. And I am feeling great about them. 20 days, 20 days. And then the, uh, the march that the the path to back to back the path to five rings starts October seventeenth, Tanner. It's hard for me to get super into basketball season while we just have so much good football going on. 
That's fair. You know me, though. Basketball junkie as I am. I cannot wait. And, you know, I got a little – I'm a little more invested this season, I would say. My team being the champs on cloud nine. No one can touch us. We're the best team in the world. You know, you usually – Yeah, yeah, yeah. You usually have that feeling going into the season. So, I'm hoping our teams can match up in the finals. We'll get to that. Uh, what starting next week, though, we're previewing the NBA season. Right? We're previewing, previewing, previewing. So it's going to be a lot of basketball at the end of the shows in the next couple of weeks before the season starts. Uh, but as our clock time, our clock, you know, ticks down here at the end of the show, I want to urge you all to go follow us on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pot on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore sports. Leave a comment, review, rating, whatever the platform you're listening on allows. Any uh, feedback would be greatly appreciated here on the show. But Tanner. Football's back. You guys are looking for a big bounce back win. Basketball preseason starts this Friday. This is a great time to be a sports fan, my friend. Great time. Yeah. Best time in sports is when you have basketball and football going on at the same and time. And baseball's wrapping up. They're wrapping up their regular season. Yeah, yeah. And the, yeah, right then you get the, yeah, you get the postseason baseball. The Cardinals are in it. It's a magical season. You have Albert Pujols last season. You have Adam Wainwright's last season. You have Yadier Molina's last season. It's the last ride for these three guys that our generation of Cardinals fans just like grew up watching. It's a great season. Can't wait for baseball postseason either. It's going to be awesome. Feels like something special could be cooking in St. Louis. Feels like something special could That's be what I'm cooking hoping. up. That's what, at least locally, that's what, that's what everyone's hoping for, exactly that. But thank you all for the continued support. Go check us out on social media. Go check out our picks of the week. Go uh, check, uh, put those into your FanDuel if you want to make some easy money this weekend. But thank you all again for tuning in. That's Tanner File. Responsibly. Bet responsibly. And go check out BetUS.com as well. BetUS.com, America's Sportsbook. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. We'll see you guys next week. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File.
obviously MLB opening opening day. Uh, oh yeah, this past week. week. So so if you're a huge baseball go guy, yeah, go go Cards for sure. Uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. everyone listening thank you all for your continued support go follow us on twitter do talking underscore pod whatever platform you're listening on go give us a follow a subscribe a comment a like wherever you're like wherever you're uh, listening go show us some love uh, we appreciate everyone's support thank you for listening we can hear out that's tanner file i'm casey foreman thank you guys for listening I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.